1: That's right. Thank you, Kalos Church, for sending us to Japan. We love being in Japan, and we love that you guys have our back in prayer, and you support us, and it just means so much to know that we have you guys here in Bellevue supporting us. We love you guys. You're an awesome church.
2: And as we've been in Japan the past two and a half years, we've learned a little bit of Japanese, and we'd like to teach you some this morning. <laughs> Would you guys like to learn a little bit of Japanese? Okay. We'll start off with the easiest word you could possibly ever learn, and it is Ohio. Can you say Ohio? Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio. That means good morning. So turn to your neighbor and say Ohio. 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 <laughs> with a little bow. Ohio. All right, here's another one. I'm sure you guys probably know this, those who love anime. Arigato. Arigato. That means thank you. Arigato.
1: arigato. Arigato.
2: Arigato. Very good. Now, how you respond to arigato is you're welcome, which is do itashimashite, which you can remember by don't touch my mustache. Do itashimashite.
1: Do itashimashite.
2: Don't touch my mustache. <laughs> don't touch my mustache. <laughs> do Okay, here's another one, um, a funny, funny one that I like to remember by, okay, before you eat a meal, you always say, itadakimasu, and I like to remember it by, eat a duck, I must, eat a duck, I must, itadakimasu, itadakimasu, so can you say, itadakimasu,
1: itadakimasu,
2: very good, all right, now this is a little bit harder, and I still struggle with it. In English, it's so easy to say, God bless you. God bless you. Three very easy words. Ben, would you please tell us it in Japanese?
1: Yeah. God bless you.
2: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? When Ben first told me that, I was like, no, that's too long. I'm sure that you're messing it up. He's like, this is it. We're trying to break it down. What? Is Nope,
1: that's it. Can you say one more time, please? Amen. <laughs> 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 Very <That's right. laughs> good. All
2: right.
1: Rachel taught us a little trick, too, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. She said uh, it means one, two, three, but in Japanese, you can say, remember it by it, ichi ni san, which ichi ni san ichi is ni how you san. say one, two, three. Ichi ni san. <laughs> I so like thank, you, one, Rachel. Thank, Rachel. thank you, Rachel. That was good. <laughs> Let me hear you say ichi ni san.
2: It's son.
1: Yeah, so now you guys are know about as much Japanese as we do. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But um, <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, you know, we're so thankful to be here, and we have something that we feel like God's put on our heart and some things that we want to share with you guys this morning and also tell you some more stories about Japan and our journey of how we became missionaries in Japan. And actually, about uh, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, I went on a trip to Thailand and swatikup, and, uh, which means hello in Thai. But I went there and for seven weeks. And on our way, uh, when I got back, totally jet-lagged. And the missions director from the college that I went to, Oral Roberts University, where uh, Pretty Ben and I were roommates my freshman year, and uh, we put our beds together uh, uh, like a bunk bed, and we were like this far from the ceiling. And we slept basically kind of in the same bed for that whole year. And uh, one college weekend, we had seven students, I think, visiting our school sleep in our bedroom with us because we wanted to set the record for who can have the most college weekenders in our bedroom. So that was awesome. And, uh, but um, <laughs> we probably slept, it was about, sorry, I'm rabbit trailing, but <laughs> it was about one or two years after we were married, that we had been sleeping in the same bed uh, longer than Pradeep and I have slept in the same (laughs) bed. So (laughs) (laughs) finally, we hit that mark. (laughs)
0: Milestone in our marriage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. Um, And uh, but we were roommates in college. And I went on this mission trip with that college. And when I got back, the the missions director was like, hey, you guys, you've been pouring out, you need to spend time with Jesus. And and so that's what I did. I was Jet It was 1.30 in the morning, and I went out on my deck worshiping the Lord, and I was singing this song that comes pretty much out of this verse, Psalm 2. It says, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. And I was, this song, it it goes like this. Don't make me sing it. You're going to make me sing. All right. (laughs) Ask, and I'll give the nations to you. Oh, Lord, it's the cry of my heart. Some of you guys know it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you guys know that song. And I was just worshiping the Lord to that song. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. It's the cry of my heart. And as I'm singing, God speaks to me, are you willing to go to the nations? And I, he said, are you willing? And I said, yes. And God said, then go. And it happened three times. And the third time, it was just, it was strong. Thank go. Not, I, not like an audible voice, but just in my spirit, in my mind, I could hear God speaking to me. And and it kind of, like, threw me off. I was like, God, I'm in the middle of a worship session. Uh, <laughs> can, can you just hold on a second, you know? Uh, but after that, after God spoke to me, I was distracted. And I just pretty much, that was the end. And I went inside, and I was like, where do I go from now? Where do I go from here? And But that one word from God put me on a totally different course for my life. And one word, if you're taking notes, the first point is this. One word from God can change your life. One word from God. And so the next year, there was an opportunity to go to India for four weeks. And I was like, God, should I go on a mission? Should I not go? I don't know what to do. But I looked back and I remembered that word that God spoke to me. And yeah, I was going to actually miss my sister's graduation from college. I was going to miss the NBA finals. I was going to miss some things. But what I didn't miss was an opportunity to spend time with these beautiful people of India. And at one time I gave an altar call and 60 Indian children responded to receive Christ into their hearts. And there were some things I didn't miss that I wouldn't ever want to give up because I responded and obeyed God. And one word from God can change your life. And I just want to encourage you, maybe you need to spend some time hearing from God. Read the Bible. Let God speak to you. Maybe you've heard from God, but now it's time to take that next step of obedience that's going to change your life.
2: That's right. In Matthew uh, chapter 14, verse 25-29, through 29, there's a story in the Bible that we really like to read and have thought about a lot. It's where Jesus says a word that changes Peter's life. Let's read this. It says... Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, to the disciples, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him, they were in their boat and they see this, see someone walking on the water. When they saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And that might be a word for someone today, a word from God for you to take to heart today. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. When you have Jesus with you, man, it's awesome because no matter what the situation you're going through, you can take courage in him and not be afraid. Then Peter replies like this, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. But it says, Why did Peter say, let me come to you on the water? Literally do the impossible. Why didn't he just say, Jesus, if it's it's you, if it's really you, come into the boat. But he said, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus said, responded with one word, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. When Jesus said come, I believe that Peter recognized Jesus' voice. And, you know, we need to spend time with the Lord so that we can recognize his voice. So that when he speaks to us, we have that confidence that that's God. That's God speaking to us. And then Peter, he obeyed. He followed through with what Jesus said, come. And he takes that step and he does the impossible. He walks on the water. When he walked in obedience, to that word that Jesus gave him, it changed his life.
1: Amen. And, you know, the Bible says that our lives are like a vapor. And if this is our life, it's this long, and uh, Debbie's grandpa just turned 100 years old, this year, he got COVID, beat COVID, praise the Lord, he's still going, come on, and, uh, and he, uh, his, if, if even 100 years old, though, compared to eternity, it's just like, it's, it doesn't even hardly compare. And we want to encourage you to live your life on purpose because what we do now is going to echo in eternity. It's going to matter for eternity. And and how you can live your life and honor the Lord and win people for Jesus and share the love of Jesus, it's going to matter for eternity. And maybe you just need that encouragement today to take that step. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. Do the impossible. And when you step out, you're going to see God do miracles. You're You're going to see God do the impossible just like Peter stepped out of that boat. Amen. All right. Can you hear a little amen? Yeah. amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Point number two is one act of kindness can change a heart. One act of kindness can change a heart. And specifically, I want to talk about being kind to the foreigners. Because in Japan, we are the foreigners. We are the foreigners. And, you know, we don't know the language. And we, uh, you know, at, especially at first, we are, we're conversational. We can get around now in Japanese. But at first, man, we were, we were lost Totally different systems, totally different things. And I was in the grocery store one time, and I was trying to figure out, what am I going to buy? And it's in a different language. Japanese has three alphabets. And so, yeah, it's a little difficult learning that. And I'm trying to read, and I'm a little confused on what kind of food and meat this stuff is. What am I buying? What am I going to bring home to my wife? You know, she's going to be like, what did, you, what did you buy? Why were you there so long? I'm trying to figure it out. Well, this lady, Japanese lady, comes up to me. She can clearly see I'm confused. I'm trying to figure things out, and she speaks to me in English, and she says, "Hey, can I help you? What what are you looking for?" I'm like, I literally had the thought, "Is this an angel? Is this an angel?" She was so kind. I'm confused. I'm in the moment. I don't know what I'm buying, and there's people all around, and and she's like, and she helps translate for me, and she was so kind to me and one act of kindness can change a heart and as we are worshiping to together this morning the, there's a verse in the bible that yeah. says the kindness of god leads people to repentance it's the kindness of god yeah it's not you know me the meanness or anything else it's the kindness of god that leads yeah. people to god's love
2: And actually, Caleb's church, you guys are going through the series of Ephesians right now. And in Ephesians 2, towards the end of the chapter, let's read this verse, um, Ephesians 2, 12 through 13. It's talking here about the Jews and the Gentiles. And it's talking about the Gentiles, they were outsiders. They were foreigners to the covenant and the promises of God. And it says, remember that at that time... You were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Jesus came in kindness. My goodness, he gave his life to bring the foreigners, the outsiders, into the family of God. And if we can take on that attitude of Jesus, that kindness, it can change a life. It can change a heart. Um, something I love about Ben is he's a very kind person, and he loves to start up conversations with anyone and everyone, strangers, you name it. He's starting up a conversation with them. Well, his conversations usually opens up hearts to friendship. And there was a, a lady that went to language school with Ben, and she, her heart was opened up to friendship to Ben because he's just so kind. And she was. She's actually Korean, married to a Korean, but her husband was raised in Japan, and he was a Christian, but she was not. So they were going to a Japanese church, and she couldn't fully understand everything in Japanese. So she came to Ben one day and said, Hey, can I come to your church? And Ben said, Yes. And it just happened that they were moving their houses, and they moved to right by our church. She came to our church brought her husband, and at the service, she was able to understand the message, and Jesus touched her heart. She gave her life to Jesus. Her name is Jenny. She gave her life to Jesus, and you guys saw her baptism in the, that video. That was Jenny being baptized, and as she was preparing for that baptism, she shared a bit of her testimony, and in that video, actually, she was pregnant with her first son, and she's, uh, she shared in her testimony, "I have dis- I am now ready to live my life for Jesus And I want to raise my child to live for Jesus. And I just believe that an act of kindness can change a heart. Yeah, there's another story I want to share. Um, uh, A little girl goes to school with our daughter, Isabella. Isabella is four years old, and she goes to a school that's all in Japanese. She's the only kid with blonde hair. One day she comes home, and she says... Dad, I'm the only kid in my class with yellow hair. (laughs) It was like she got this revelation that she looks so different than everybody. She's really cute. She's learning Japanese. And one of her friends, Sachi, uh, we were at a, a festival at their school, and Sachi's mom comes up to me and says, Hi, I'm Sachi's mom. And this lady, Sayaka, could speak English very well and we found come to find out she lived for 2 years in Michigan which is where we had moved to Japan from Michigan so right away I'm like oh my goodness we start talking she lived close up she had been to the same uh, apple orchard as we had been spicer's orchard there in Michigan so we built a friendship and one day she invited us over to her house and we had a play date at her house and she really wanted to know what we were doing in Japan like what is your job what are you doing And so I start off by explaining, well, we're here as missionaries. We are Christian. And she cut me off and said, oh, I know Christians because in Michigan, the Christians were kind to me. They had English class at their church, and they would bring us in and teach us English for free. They were kind to me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, praise the Lord that the Christians in Michigan were kind to her. They planted a seed in her heart. She, yeah, that's, a on, right yeah, <laughs> that's a good testimony. Come Michigan. Yeah, baby. That's a good come testimony. Come on, Christians. That, that, I believe they planted a seed in her heart. She's not a Christian yet, but we believe that because yeah. people were kind to her, the Christians were kind to her, now we are going to be Amen. cultivating that seed and we're believing for the harvest that she's going to come to know Jesus Amen.
1: too. Amen. Amen. Yes. I love that. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to, you know, be kind, win people for Jesus, do everything. You can just do one, one act of kindness can mm-hmm. change a heart. And, you know, the Christians in Mi- Michigan started the work. The Bible says that some people plant others' water, but God gives the increase. Yeah. We believe they planted the seeds, but we're believing for God to give us the increase and see her one for Jesus That's in right. Japan. And yeah. it's amazing. And it's so cool because she speaks the language already. And she can share the love of Jesus in her native tongue with her family and friends there in Japan once she's given her life to Jesus, which we believe she will in Jesus' name. And the last point uh, today is this. One attitude change can save a relationship. Have you ever just needed to change your attitude about something? I don't know about you, but specifically one thing uh, that I've, had to change in my life is uh, an attitude of anger and right I know Debbie's just saying how kind I am but something happened four years ago and that is we had our first child and any parents know what I'm talking about you're like man I was so kind I was so easy going then I had kids what happened to me they kept me up at night why won't you just sleep through the night you're one month old. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to eat. <laughs> Stop pooping in the middle of the night. All these things. And you know what? Something happened. And uh, I was seriously letting this child, this two-year-old, have power over my emotions. And I realized I'm giving way too much power over my emotions to this two-year-old, to this baby, this crying baby. And I need to take that back. I need to have an attitude change. And we confessed our sins to some leaders were like, pray for us. You know, we need God to change our hearts. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I just want to tell you this, you know, Isabella, she's my strong-willed child. Anybody have, you know, anybody have kids here? Come on. Yeah. Some of you guys are parents. You know what I'm talking about? If you have a strong-willed child, you really know what I'm talking about. And they can just push your buttons, like, in, like in an instant. You just snap at them. You're like, why did you do that? You know, and, you know, one thing, we were in Japan, it's a very polite culture, very quiet culture, and my kids are anything but quiet. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they were, like, screaming in the back of the car on the way to church this morning. We're like, please be quiet back there. Our ears, they are literally hurting our ears. Uh, and so, but on this, st- we would go to language school. It would take us about an hour to get into the city by train, and so we take two different trains, two different train lines, and, I would go in the morning and Debbie would pack the kids up, uh, Isabel and Evelyn at that time, and then she got pregnant as well. So my pregnant wife's taken our two kids about an hour on these trains, and it's supposed to be quiet. And and then what would happen was she would go to school and I would, on my way to the train, we would swap. And so I'd put my kid on my baby care and I'd push my stroller back to the train and I'm gonna say, is he? Be quiet again on this train. That's the rule. And they, I think I got the tough end of the deal because they had already been quiet for, not, for a while. And now they have to be quiet again. And they're, they, she's ready to party. She's ready to go. And it's probably nap time. She's exhausted. She does not want to be quiet. And oh, my goodness. You know, they can, you know, kids can embarrass you. You're like, stop embarrassing me. Stop doing what you're doing. It's so inconsiderate. Everyone else is quiet. Everyone else is looking at us. And I would just get angry. And I don't know if anyone has ever struggled with anger or some type of attitude change. And you're like, God, just help me deal with this and help me change. But that is something that I felt like God has needed to work in my life. And actually, the Bible says this in Psalm 37:8. I can't believe this is in the Bible. Look at this verse. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only Leads to harm. Are you kidding me? God, why did you put that in there? You know, it we speaks it. to me because I, I just, you know, people can push my buttons. My children can, but one attitude change can save a relationship. And I want to have a healthy relationship with my kids. I want to have a healthy relationship with people. I don't want to just be raging on on them on the internet or just <laughs> lashing out with people. And I tell you, tell you what, um, check out this next verse because the Bible actually says. Be angry and sin not. There's something as a righteous anger. Well, sometimes I felt like I was angry and sinning. And uh, I needed to change. So Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says this. This is jumping ahead in the Ephesians series. Sorry about that. We're going to chapter 4 today. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. You know, who wants to give a foothold to the devil? None of us. None of us want to. But it's like if you're trying to close this door and, and uh, keep the AC in this, in, inside, it's so hot. Heat wave in Washington right now. Keep the AC in. But you're trying to slam that door and someone just puts their foot in. And you can't. And all the AC is running. Get in out of there. It's infuriating. It's like you're trying to slam the door on the devil. You're trying to slam the door on some old sinful habits. You're trying to slam the door on some things, and the devil, man, he's just got his foot in there. And your joy's running out, and you're you're just, it's because you might have an anger issue. And today, you can surrender that to the Lord. And you can say, God, fill me with your kindness. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your life. I release this anger. I forgive somebody. I'm going to let it go.
2: And there may be something other, an attitude other than anger, you know, unforgiveness, bitterness, selfishness, different attitudes of discontentment. Maybe there's an attitude that you think you're thinking about right now that you need to get rid of, and it could save a relationship. Let's read uh, back to Ephesians 2. We'll go back to the series now. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18 says, For he himself, this is Jesus, he himself is our peace We both, both groups, groups that are separated from each other, groups that are different from each other, have access to the Father by one spirit. If we take on that attitude of peace that Jesus has, we can build relationships. We can restore relationships instead of causing division and hostility. When our daughter Isabella turned four, Ben says to me one day, Debbie, we have got to step up our parenting game because now Izzy's going to remember how we treat her and how we talk to her and how we raise her so we really need to think about our attitudes and the way we talk with her so that we have a good relationship with our daughter growing up and it that really when he said it to me i thought oh lord jesus please help me because i recognize that my attitude so often needs to change it needs to be put in check and i love that that jesus has an attitude of peace he came to bring, bring peace and we just, if I want to encourage you, Kayla's church, let's take on that attitude. Let's let go of attitudes that are destructive and take on the attitudes of Jesus, of love, of peace. Attitudes that will build and restore instead of destroy.
1: That's right. Jesus died so that we might be unified. That's right. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's right. Amen with that. Jesus right. died <laughs> so, you, so we might be unified. Yeah. Amen? Yes. Amen. We're one united. We're not separate bodies. We are all Unified body of Christ. Yes. One attitude change can save a relationship today. And it starts right here. It starts in your heart. And I just want to pray with you, Kalos Church, this morning. We believe that God for doing miracles. This is a house of miracles. Yeah. And God, God can change a heart just in a moment. Yeah. And, and today, if you feel like God's speaking to you about any any of those three points or anything from this message today, we just want to pray with you that this wouldn't be just a day that you come in and leave the same way. This is a day of, man, my life was changed. I I surrendered to God. God dealt with me about anger, about a certain issue. Or, man, maybe there's someone in your mind that you think, oh, I can be kind to them. Maybe it's a neighbor or a coworker, and, man, they've been so mean to me, but I'm not going to repay evil with evil. I'm going to repay evil with good. And I'm going to be kind to them. Maybe there's... Something that God spoke to you, one word from God, can change your life. And maybe you need to have the faith, the courage to take that next step. Maybe it's just volunteering at church. Maybe it's surrendering some part of your heart to the Lord, some part of your finances to God. Maybe it's, you know, you know God's speaking to you about some things. Maybe it's, I need to forgive that person. The Holy Spirit's working on some people's hearts, and I believe that this is a, a life-changing moment today. So can we just bow our heads and close our eyes, and I want to pray with you this morning. If that's you, all over this place, you say, yeah, I want God to work on my heart in one of those things. Just raise your hands. Acknowledge that before awesome, before the Lord. You're saying, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Love that. See those hands, just keep those raised. In Jesus' name, we come before you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we ask that you would work on our hearts, God. Change us today, Lord. Help us to do better by the Holy Spirit of God. Fill us with your love, your joy, your kindness, your peace, your patience. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we would have the courage to take a a step out of the boat, out of our comfort zone, and obey you, Lord. Help us to, Lord, be kind to others, Father. And Lord, I pray, God, that we would... Change our attitudes today if we need to, if we need to humble ourselves, if we need to take the first step in forgiving or initiating love in a relationship. Lord, change our attitudes today, God. Do a work in us that only you can do. And I pray people would come in one way and leave a different way because you are here and you're doing miracles. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Kalos, thank you so much for letting us share and preach today and tell you a little bit about our stories. Thank you for partnering with us as missionaries. I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Pradeep.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for the Kalos Church Podcast. Hey, if you feel comfortable, we would love to see you and meet you in person. We meet at 945 and 1130 every Sunday at the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Bellevue. If you want to join us, head to www.kalos.com shirts. You can get all the information you need and sign up so we can make sure there's a safe place for you to come and experience the beauty of Jesus with you. We'll see you next time.